It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Did we learn anything from that barn burner, oh no, of the Hall of Fame game? After a rough stretch, are the Red Sox in trouble? And what is the latest with the QB battle in Denver? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Preseason football is like frozen pizza. It It's not pizzeria pizza, but it's still pizza. And that's what we got with football's glorious or not so glorious return on Thursday night, the Hall of Fame game which the Pittsburgh Steelers won 16 to 13. Uh, It doesn't matter who won. It doesn't matter what the score was, but our friend Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers is here anyway, because who doesn't like to talk a little football? Because football's back, Chris. And that's, that's the big takeaway here for me. What, if anything, did you learn watching last night? Well, okay. First of all, anyone that goes into this thinking like, oh, something's going to be determined. The biggest thing that's to get determined is, hey, did you get hurt? Did you get hurt? No, we're happy. <laughs> as, as long as nobody suffers a major injury in these games, that especially the Hall of Fame preseason game. Like even week two and three of preseason when presumably you get more of the starters in. Okay, I get some excitement for that, Peter. But, geez, the people that try to make this, that make something out of this is like, and, and like, I get striving for content and striving and, you know, trying to make things big, you know, big and talk about them. But it's just like, at some point you got to acknowledge what you're looking at here. And it's the third stringers versus the fourth stringers. And it's just, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going to last in the NFL. Sure. They're battling for position spots. That's awesome. Um, you know, I think the coolest thing that we saw, we got to see Micah Parsons. We got to see um, Najee Harris two two guys that are going to be stars for their teams this year that everyone's going to be keeping their eyes on. Um, there were some young guys who really stepped up. I think Presley Harvin, the punter for the Steelers, really shined bright with the way he was able to pin the ball deep. But that's, hey, that's why he was the first ever black man to win the Ray Guy Award uh, last year in college football. And um, that's why the Steelers spent a seventh round draft pick on him. So there's definitely a lot of excitement there, Peter. Um, but again, you take everything with a grain of salt. It's just, you know, don't read too much into anything that happens in preseason football, let alone the Hall of Fame game. Uh, Pat McAfee is going to be so happy to hear you bring up the punting game. And it was, there were a couple, there were a couple of beauties. The one that checked up like a sandwich was, was yeah. awesome. I, I do think uh, something to monitor here moving forward. And, and you know, this better than I do is the situation at quarterback in Pittsburgh, because you have Mason Rudolph. They, they bring in Dwayne Haskins. Um, Josh Dobbs is there. Pittsburgh has to figure out if they have a quarterback for life after Ben. Yeah. That's the question that's every that's every week, right? Um, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like you know what you know what Ben does now or what the team is doing. Who's the successor? And, and Peter, I, I keep saying to everyone, it's most more likely than not the successor to Ben Roethlisberger is not on this roster. They're right. trying to see if hey, maybe we hit the lottery and Dwayne Haskins something clicks in his head. But I mean, you go look at this game, you know, and again, 
we I've been watching these guys in training camp. I've been in Heinz Field every day, you know, seeing how these guys perform. Mason Rudolph finished six of nine for 84 yards. Uh, Dwayne Haskins finished eight of 13 for 54 yards. Josh Dobbs, four of six, 37 yards and a touchdown. You know, y- you look at those numbers and someone might try to glean something from it, but Peter, I do not. Like, I've been watching these guys <laughs> all throughout camp. There's been days where Mason has looked horrible. There's days when Dwayne's looked great. There's days where Dwayne's looked horrible and Mason's looked kind of okay. And then there's days where Josh Dobbs just shows up and lights it up, and you're like, where'd that come from? Um, you know, the rocket scientist dude. Uh, but, you know, this is – I think what, what we saw for sure, though, was that there were times where Najee Harris was running the ball. In the first quarter, he ran the ball four times for, I think it was 18 yards. I mean, you saw whenever he got the ball, even if the blocking wasn't there, he was getting three, four, five yards. Um, and that was something that was something that he, that he that the Steelers were saying, like, hey, this is why we went and got him instead of going getting, you know, an offensive lineman in the first round. I think that was something to, to that, that could be interesting. It's all just adding little notes to the file to make sure that at the end of preseason, at the end of training camp, then you're adding up all the notes and saying who put the most consistent performances together for our football team to make them make the final man roster. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, after a rough stretch, are the feel-good Red Sox in trouble? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. For a while, it didn't seem like anyone wanted to win the NL East. Well, the Phillies have responded and said, hold my beer. What just happened? Did the Phillies really complete a four-game sweep of the Washington Nationals down at Nats Park? Have they really won five in a row? Did that really just take place? What's up, everyone? Dan Wilson here from Locked on Phillies. And you know, it's like I've been saying all year. The 2021 Phillies are a good baseball team. They're going to win the National League East. I, I, you know, I never was super down on this team, never thought that they couldn't get it done. This is looking like a different, new and improved baseball team right now. I, for one, am enjoying the ride. Bryce Harper entering himself into the NL MVP conversation here in August after not even making the All-Star team. I mean, seriously, what is going on right now? Mets coming into Citizens Bank Park this weekend should be a really exciting series. Expecting a lot of Phillies fans, a lot of Mets fans as well. Mets half game up. They are plummeting in the wrong direction. Phillies are on the way up. They win this series. They'll be in first place to end the weekend. I will be at Citizens Bank Park. Where will you be? That beer is undoubtedly a yingling. The San Francisco Giants have the best record in baseball, and they stole one against the Arizona Diamondbacks last night. Hey there, Ben Kaspik with the Locked On Giants podcast. I kind of can't believe what I just saw. The Giants down 4 to nothing in the ninth inning today to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They come all the way back, led by a leadoff double by Chris Bryant and then a huge two-run single by Lamont Wade Jr. with two outs in that ninth inning that tied the game. 
and then the game goes extra innings. Chris Bryant leading off again for the second consecutive inning, and again, he ropes a double down the left field line, and the Giants take the lead there. So this was a game that they absolutely stole from the D-backs. Chris Bryant even said that in his post-game interview that they stole this one. So just a huge win for the Giants as they get on a plane after this game and head to Milwaukee to face a really good Brewers team. Barcelona announced that Lionel Messi will leave the club after financial problems prevented them from agreeing with the forward on a new contract. Barcelona said in a statement, despite having reached an agreement with Messi and with both parties clearly wanting to sign a new contract, it cannot be finalized due to financial and structural problems. Given this situation, Given this situation, Messi will not continue his relationship with Barcelona. Both parties lament deeply that the desire of the player and the club cannot be met. If you thought contract negotiations and financial dealings in American sports were weird, just check out what goes on in Euro soccer. It is wild. The administrative leave for LA Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer was extended a fourth time on Thursday, this time by an extra seven days through August 13th, according to a league official. A civil hearing for the temporary restraining order that was obtained against Bauer will begin three days after that in L.A. Superior Court. The hearing, which was twice granted a continuance at the request of Bauer's legal team, is scheduled for August 16th through the 19th. That means Bauer's leave might have to be extended at least once more unless Major League Baseball or the City of Pasadena Police Department wrap up their investigation before that. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds are out, and the Kansas City Chiefs sit atop the rankings. They come in atop at 5-1. to one. Tampa Bay at 6-1. to one. Buffalo 11-1. to one. Green Bay and San Francisco at 14-1 to one to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. For all your Major League Baseball, Olympic, golf lines, BetOnline has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. And use the promo code locked on for a 50% bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. After a dispiriting 8 1 loss at the hands of the Detroit Tigers, the Boston Red Sox fall out of first place since late June, a, a, a spot that they have held most of the season. They're 3 7 in their last 10 games and not looking like the feel-good story we've seen much of this season. Joining me now from Locked On Red Sox, Jason Mastrodonato. And Jason, what has been the cause of this sputtering play of late? Well, it's hard not to look at the trade deadline and say, what a bummer. I mean, just what a bummer for the Red Sox. <laughs> they, that's really what it is. They, they went into that. I think the entire fan base and the team and the manager had kind of convinced themselves that, wow, we really showed something like nobody expected us to do anything this year. It was kind of a no pressure situation coming into the year because they were pretty much predicted to finish in third or fourth place. And they played their butts off in the first half. And they went into that trade deadline feeling good about themselves, feeling like we we earned it. Like we we just did some work and they came away with an injured left fielder and they don't need one. And they're going to ask him to play first base, and he hasn't played first base before, and he's still out at least another week or two. So he's not the answer that they needed right now. Their starting rotation's falling apart. They really only have one or two guys, really one guy right now, Nathan Navaldi, that you can rely on. And the offense just has no energy. It's been tough to watch. The other side of this is if you had asked Red Sox fans in April, hey, how would you feel about being in second place uh, you know, in, in early August, they would all have said, Hey, sign me up. 
They would, exactly. And expectations change during the year. And it's not just the fan base, which I'm sure is really frustrated. Uh, I think the manager is frustrated as well. I think Alex Cora, after the game today, was about as frustrated as I've ever heard him covering this team in the three years he's done it. I mean, he's just he's he keeps saying the same things to his offense. They're not they're not getting his message. He wants a contact hitting team. They are getting a swing and miss, strike out a lot. But hey, we hit home runs sometimes. Um, that's the kind of offense they have, and it worked earlier in the year. But early in the year, they it was just much. Everything was working for them. And so I think ever since the uh, the All-Star break, their offense just looks terrible, and, and Cora's as frustrated as I've ever seen him. You know who would be really great for this offense? Mookie Betts. Yeah, or, or Anthony Rizzo, <laughs> who they really wanted. Uh, and the Yankees stole him and, and really completely changed the division. So what is it going to take for, for this team to get back to playing? As I said, I mean, this, this is, it is rare in the, in the last you know decade that the Red Sox are a feel-good story, but that's what they were. So what is it going to take them to get back on track here as we, as we go down the stretch? Yeah, well, they need a miracle from Chris Sale and Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> okay. These is that are the all? two guys. <laughs> it's, it's just, they have to be perfect. They have to be perfect. Chris Sale coming back from Tommy John surgery. It's been a long road for him. It's been like 14, 15 months now, and they need him to come back and really dominate because he's the kind of guy who could bring energy to save this team. If Kyle Schwarber comes back and he helps out, I think that'll help him. I don't think he's going to save the team. He could solidify things at first base, just give them another bat. But Chris Sale is the guy I think can really save this team if he comes back, and he's the old Chris Sale. He's, he's the ace in the hole and really their, their last hope, I think. Coming up, what is the battle for the QB position in Denver like? Our Q of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is the best tasting protein bar I personally have ever tried. And trust me, I have tried them all. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. You like decadent, dessert-like flavors, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate, Maybe you like a little fruit with your chocolate, cherry barcia, raspberry, orange. I, I don't normally like fruit with my chocolate, but the cherry barcia flavor is a banger. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry, whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, that of world records at the Tokyo Games. And right now, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Right now, the only thing we know about the Denver Broncos quarterback situation is that Aaron Rodgers will not be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos in 2021, but will it be Drew Locke? Will it be Teddy Bridgewater? 
We're still trying to figure that out. And it seems like day to day, the best guy in camp is changing. Joining me now from Locked On Broncos, Cody Rourke. And Cody, what is the latest with the Denver quarterback situation a week into camp? Yeah, well, I would tell you this, Peter. If you're uh, if you're trying to figure out the Broncos quarterback situation, you know, Twitter is probably not the place to be. You know, everyone in the media, they're keeping scorecards as to who wins the day, who does this better. But the reality is it's all going to boil down to preseason action. There's going to be three games, Minnesota next Saturday, the Seattle Seahawks, and then the Los Angeles Rams. That You know, the expectation is that both Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, they will have to win the job in those three preseason games. How much will they play remains to be determined. But uh, as of right now, yes, as you mentioned, no Aaron Rodgers, at least here in 2021. Uh, but they want to see what they can do with Drew Locke here. And, and the expectation that the hope internally inside the organization is that it could be Drew Locke. But he has to show it in preseason in order to get a chance to be the guy. Uh, you know, outside of this, you know, the team is going back and forth in different periods. Red zone moving the ball the other day. Both quarterbacks threw an interception inside the red zone, and that was a little bit of an issue to end it. But they were promising drives. So it's just about being able to finish. And you're not going to get that true evaluation just in practice. You have to see it against another team that's going to be sending quarterbacks. Look, Peter, we saw football with the Cowboys and the Steelers. Now you're going to have live fire. And I think that for the Broncos going against the Vikings, what a good first test for both either Teddy or for Drew to maybe take a little bit of a step and gain some separation. Does this looming question about Aaron Rodgers change the way that they decide this? Because in a normal season, you might be going, okay, we drafted Drew Locke. We want to make the upside play here. He's the guy that has that, that top, top level of ability. And so let's throw him out there and see if he can reach that level. On the other hand, if you think you have a good chance to get Aaron Rodgers in an offseason, maybe the prudent choice is let's put the guy out there who's going to make the fewest amount of mistakes, be the caretaker of our offense for a year, and then go to Aaron. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You know, I can tell you this, the Broncos plan, even if it were to involve Aaron Rodgers, right? I think everyone's eyeing after the 2021 NFL season. There's going to be a lot of big things happening with Denver. The transition of ownership will begin. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, but outside of that, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded to Denver and if the Green Bay Packers with these contract mechanisms that they've recently come to an agreement on, if they want to honor his wishes, if that's where he wants to be, right? That That's the biggest thing. I mean, the relationship could be repaired. Who knows at this point? Uh, but if he does want to come to Denver, the Broncos will do whatever they can to trade for him. Now, I don't think that trade package would necessarily include Drew Locke unless there were maybe a third-team party there. But from what I know, from what I have been told, Drew Locke would not be part of that. However, he would probably be asked to learn under Aaron Rodgers. Would he be willing to do so? I'm not quite sure. I mean, you know, if you're a starting quarterback one year and you bring in this other guy, are you willing to really take a back seat? Yes, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've seen him throwing amazing passes into small buckets at the end of practice to get the crowd going. I mean, not many quarterbacks can do that, Peter. Uh, and, you know, that just goes to show how special Aaron is as a quarterback. But, uh, you know, for the Broncos, they they want to see. They want to give Drew Locke every opportunity to be the guy. And I think for George Payton, this situation, sets the Broncos up in a good position to do their due diligence. You give Drew Locke the opportunity here in 2021. If he doesn't take it and run away with it, you really go out next year and you try to find that, that solution there at quarterback. Now, I think with Rodgers, if they were to trade for him, it wouldn't be a long-term solution. It would be probably a two- to three-year window, but it'd be worth it potentially. But then you find yourself in the same position. And finally, the Commission on Chicago Landmarks unanimously voted Thursday to approve the Cubs' plan to build a two-story sports book adjacent to Wrigley Field. The addition will take at least a year to build. It will be open to the public before it will be open to the public before, during, and after games. And while fans will be able to enter Wrigley Field from inside the sports book, they won't be required to be attending the game to make bets inside. 
And speaking of bets, now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Probably make money right now betting on the Cubs to lose. Coming up Monday, football is kicking into high gear, and we'll check in on the biggest camp battles around the league. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.